turn on our recording. We are just about finished with the Masechta. A couple more pages. All right, let's take it away. So we had just learned a new Mishnah, Banu of the Ahmed, which said that you have something called a nagar, or a neger, which is like a, a little stake, a little pole. Um, if it has kind of a knob on the end, so such a tool has many uses, and because it has so many uses, it can potentially be mukta. Um, uh, excuse me, not mukta, but it, well, uh, well, yeah, okay, let's just, uh, let's say that it is... Um, um, uh, it's, it's not an issue of mukta. The question of whether or not it's considered baina, it's considered building, um, uh, despite the fact that it has so many disparate uses, right? So you can't necessarily pin it down as being one thing or another. Nonetheless, um, Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yisrael have this machlekes. Rabbi Eliezer says you cannot use it to uh, to hold your door closed. Rabbi Yisrael says you can. Now says the Gemara, binitul beagdoi. If this uh, little peg can be moved by its handle, by its uh, rope, rather, right? So this, this peg would kind of hang on another peg, I suppose. Uh, and it would, it would have a loop of rope to hold it up. So if that rope is sturdy enough that you can kind of dangle the actual piece of furniture, as it were, um, and let it hang, and it won't break, the rope won't break, Everyone's on the same page. That's certainly permitted because essentially it fits the criteria of kashru vitalui. It's it is tied and hanging. And we say when things are tied and hanging, it doesn't really look like baina. When you have uh, uh, an implement that's used to close the door or the like, if it's sitting there hanging right next to the door, so that doesn't look like you're making a new construction. If you pick it up from the floor, it's one thing. But it's sitting and hanging right there. It's obvious that it's a that it's something that is meant to go um, uh, in and out of the door. Keep leaky, where's the machlekes? In a situation where it can't be transferred by way of its rope, the rope is too, uh, right, it can't really be, ha- be hung. The rope is too weak. It would break if you'd hang it. So it's, so it's, um, uh, it's not possible to, to hang it by its rope. The Marsalver cave in the age Barisha Glustra Terrace love. One opinion says, look, since it has a glustra, it has a knob at the top, despite the fact that there's no, um, there's no rope, so uh, it's a ter- it has a teres kli. It has the status of a kli, of an implement, of utensil, as opposed to a building material. And therefore, you can use it freely. All the other opinion holds. Since it can't be uh, hung by its rope, um, it, is, it looks like baina. It, like, uh, it looks like construction. And it doesn't help that it has this big uh, lump, this big knob at the end, because... Um, because it doesn't, you can't pin it down to exactly what its purpose is, and therefore we can't say it has a terrace clear, it has the status of a implement or utensil, and therefore it's just a building material and it looks like you're building, so it's forbidden either up on. Okay. So now, on a similar note, says this Mishnah, a new Mishnah. Neger ha nigro. When you have such a peg, which is nigro, which is, I think I have a picture for this even, just, yeah, neger ha nigro, and it's hanging off like the door handle. And it drags along the ground. In other words, the, it's large enough or the rope is long enough that the implement sits on the ground, even though it's, it's hanging, but it sits on the ground. So, Neuland boy, you can use it to lock up bimiktosh, only in the base hamiktosh. 
an interesting distinction. Avalayb Medina, not in the rest of the country. Why is that? Because in the Beis Hamikdash, we permit under in cases of need, we permit shvus. We permit you to violate certain derabonas. Certain derabonas can be violated because it's the Beis Hamikdash, special circumstances, but not in the rest of the country. Now, right. So even though it's sitting on the ground, it's resting on the ground. So. Since it's resting on the ground, uh, you might say it's an issue. It looks like you're doing button. It looks like you're pick, picking up stuff from the ground and using it to uh, construct your door handle. Again, I, I don't know much about how their doors work. I'm not quite sure how this, maybe it's like, a, I think it's maybe just being used to bar the door in this case. Um, so uh, so uh, since you're in the mikdash, you're allowed, you're nonetheless allowed to do that. However, if it's placed, if it's sitting on the ground, if it's not hanging at all, so it's forbidden both in the mikdash and in the um, uh, the rest of the country, because that's really actually building. You're taking something off the ground and you're using it to shore up this construction you have. So that's actually binyan. That's actually the full blown of building. Yehuda says no. Actually, even a, a, an implement which is munach, which is placed on the ground, since it's ultimately not really building, it's really just an implement that you're using um, even without a, uh, a, glusk, uh, a, a gluster, even without a knob, um, uh, Rashi says, even without a knob. Uh, it can be used since ultimately it's not really construction. It may, it may kind of look like construction, but it's not really construction. Since it looks like construction, you can't do it in general. It's a misdirabbanan to do it, but in the mikdash it's permissible. However, nigrar, if it's actually, and, and and not only that, I should say rather nigrar, if it's if it's tied and just happens to be touching the ground, that's permitted even outside the base of the Says the Gemara, the rabbanan taught a zehu neger hanigrar. What's the case of a neger hanigor, a, a bolt or peg, which is dragged on the ground, right? It's both tied and, and touching the ground. With which we lock up in the mikdash, but not in the rest of the country. Anything which is tied and hanging, and one of its ends, just like we see in this picture, one of its ends touches the ground, right? If it's sitting on the ground, sitting, sitting on the ground, it sounds like that would be a different story. Rabbi Yehuda, I met, Rabbi Yehuda says, Zeh, such a case, Afba Medina Mutter, even in the rest of the country is permissible, right? This is just a repetition of the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda we read a moment ago in the Mishnah. That's Medina. What would be a case of a peg, a bar, a, 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 a bolt, which is used specifically in the Mikdash and is not permitted to be used anywhere else? Right, that would be this middle picture, the munach, the one which is neither tied, right, nor hanging, nor suspended, right? It's simply... Uh, leaned against the wall, it's not tied to anything. So that's only permitted for use in the Mikdash, but in the Medina and the rest of the country, it's not permitted. And again, like we said, the Rabbanon would say, no, such a thing is forbidden even in the Mikdash because it's actually an Isra'i Raisa. You're truly building. It's truly a construction uh, uh, material and you're building it. Amr of Yehuda, Amr Shmuel, big surprise, says if you the name of Shmuel, Halacha Karebi Yehuda. Even though, right, it seems to be Rabbi Yehuda versus the Rabbanon, but, right, it's really Rabbi Yehuda versus, I guess, the Tanakhama. The Allah is in accordance with Rabbi Yehuda, right, in Nigra, right, in the case, in the case of Nigra, specifically in the case 
where it is tied and suspended, but one end is on the ground, we are makil, we are lenient, like Rabbi Yehuda, to permit such a thing, even b'medina, right? Even in, even in non-mikdash situations. Oh, my Rava says, Rava, who shekashur b'deles, right? It's got to be, it's got to be tied onto the wall. You see over here is actually, the, the door, excuse me, is tied onto the actual door handle. It can't be tied onto a doorpost. It has to be very, very evident that it has to do with the door, right? So therefore it's tied on the door, on the door itself and not on the doorpost or, you know, a nearby wall or anything like that. Says the Gemara, Amy, it's not so. V'harebi tavla iklu mechuzer, b'tavla king to mechuzer. V'chazolahu d'havatali b'ivr d'dasha. And he saw, um, he saw one uh, one one such bar, which was to- which was tied onto the doorpost. And he didn't come. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't uh, make a macha. He didn't protest this this conduct. He should have protested. He said, hey, that's not correct. It's supposed to hang it on the door. Says the Gemara, easy That was one such case where the rope is strong enough to support it on its own. We said already that there's no machlekes when the rope is strong enough to support it on its own. That even the Chachamim agreed to Yehuda, or the Tanakam agrees to Yehuda, that uh, in such a case, you're permitted to use the peg, to use the bolt. Okay. If you came to Narada, he saw a person who was setting up a bolt like this, but instead of using a nice strong rope, he used a gemi, he used a reed. It's very weak. So Amar Dainlinitrik, and he right away said, This door is not permitted to be locked. You can't use this bolt on Shabbos. Why? Because the rope is too weak. And right, even though technically speaking, right now it's holding it up, but it's not really strong enough. And uh, therefore, you have to view this as being essentially the same as a bar, which is munach, which is placed on the ground, and you're not allowed to use it. Okay. Boy, Rebzeir, so Rebzeir asks, Nikmaz Mahu. Nikmaz Mahu, right? What's Nikmaz? Nikmaz, um, so apparently, and I think they're trying to show that with these little gold things over here. There was a, a practice people had where they would drill a hole through the escufa, through the threshold, and they would take these pegs, these bolts, and ram them through the hole into the dirt. And that was one potential place you could keep the bolt for your door. Now, that in that case, it does happen to be very, very evident that it's the bolt for my door. On the other hand, it's not tied or hanging in any way. It's not attached to the door at all. So I'm Rabbi Yisrael. Rabbi Yisrael says, "Mighty boy, like, what kind of question is he asking?" Didn't he know? There's a brisa. There's a brisa that addresses this question. Nishmat aser. If it's loose, right, like this, then it's forbidden. But nikmas, if it's jammed into the ground, like we described, then it's mutter. Then it's okay. Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yehuda says, "Nikmas afal pishen nishma." But Rabbi Yehuda is more machmer. Here, Rabbi Yehuda is machmer. Here, Rabbi Yehuda says, "No, nikmas afal pishen nishma." Even when it's firmly driven into the ground, it's also forbidden. Ve'amar Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, Rabbi Yehuda ben Nikmas, and Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel that halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda in reference to nikmas as well. In reference to this is this scenario where you jam it into the ground as well. Okay, so there's the answer. Why? Why is it forbidden? Right? It looks like building. It looks like building, ultimately. You're pulling something out of the ground, and you're using it to uh, to bar up your door. It's not okay. It's not permitted. What if you make a little handle? Let's say you affix a little uh, leather or wood handle to your... Um, 
make it look like a nightstick to your uh, bolt. What about then? Right. What about then? There's no there's no rope. There's nothing holding it. But you stick on a, uh, a handle. So it's 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 uh, it basically kind of looks like a hammer. Right? It looks like a, a tool. Um, and it makes pretty clear that it's a cleat, that it's something that's used, you know, that, that, that's not a construction material. It's some kind of cleat. It's some kind of utensil. So it says the Gemara, Amarle, right? He says to him, Buchna Kamrit, right? The case you're describing is um, a Buchna, right? A Buchna is um, a, uh, I'm trying to think of the right uh, the right word. It's something along the lines of a hammer, right? Or like a, an, uh, or a, like a pestle, right? Like something that you would use to, to smash up uh, wheat or the like. So that's permissible. Okay. It's my armor, I'm Right, so in other words, who really cares what you call it? What you've made is effectively a clean, right? It's effectively like a pestle or something, and therefore it's totally acceptable. Okay. Itmar Amr Mnuchumi Bar Ada says Mnuchumi Bar Ada, Asali Besiad Mutter, if you put a handle on it, then it's permissible. Okay, so just agreeing with the previous statement. Hahu Sharisa, the Havis, the Hava Be Rebi Pedas, the Hav Medalu Labeasar, Vishadullah Dasha. They had like a giant um, beam, a giant beam, um, which they would use in the home of Rabbi Pidas, and they would use it. They would take 10 people to lift it. It was like a really gigantic piece of uh, wood or something. They shut the ladash and they would use it to bar the door. Right? They would use that to block the gate. The and he didn't complain, right? So even though, even though he there, there's no rope involved, right? In other words, it's, it's, it's a loose log. It's a log that's simply simply sitting on the ground. Nonetheless, he permitted this. Why? Omar He said this has no other possible use than what we use it for. Right? Its status is that of a clea, that of a utensil, even though it's so gigantic, it's a gigantic utensil that I use to bar my door. Okay. Hahi Asisa, the Habis Bay Marshmul. There was a mortar, like a big, uh, like a big giant uh, you know, stone bowl for grinding things in. Um, in the home of Marshmul, they have Machzikas Adriba, who was able to hold an Adriba, which is a very large measurement. Um, uh, 15 saw, 16 saw of, no, 15 saw rather, of, um, of wheat. So, Shar Marshmul and Dasha, and Marshmul permitted them to use it as a doorstop, essentially, right? As some, something to bar the door with, right? Because Omar Teres Kliola, he says, this gigantic thing is a Kli, it's a utensil. And you're always allowed to lock your door with something that's a utensil. That does not look like Bainit, does not look like you're, uh, you're making construction. All right. Shalach lay Rami Barichaskal of Amram. Rami Barichaskal sent a message to Rav Amram. Name alone, Mar, please tell us. May Hulling Milima Aliso, the Amatlam Ishmader of Asi, the Kibi the Arba. Please tell us some of these, um, some of these. We know, we've heard that you know some very special halachas about Kibi the Arba. Kibi the Arba means, um, um, there are, oh, do I have a picture? No, I don't. It's a shame. Kibi the Arba are these little constructions apparently they would make on, on the deck of a ship, like these little tents, more or less. A tent, yeah, like a, probably made out of canvas or something, or leather, um, to protect the contents of uh, of the ship, right? Kind of like a, a, a canopy of leather or of um, or of uh, canvas or the like. So, Shalach he sent him as follows: Hachiam Ravasi. Ravasi taught, taught this. Hani kipi the arva, these constructions we just described, is manchi eshba and tefach. When they are a tefach uh, thick, right, the, the actual walls 
of the construction or tevach. Alternatively, if they don't have, they're not a tefach thick, the walls aren't a tefach thick, but there's less than a three tefach spread in between the two feet. The feet are like in a V. So in between the two feet, there's less than a three tefach spread. So you have love wood. So maybe Martel is the parasale. You can spread out a mat over the top. My time, huh? Right? Um, because essentially what you're doing is adding on to an oil array. What you're doing is you're adding on to a temporary tent, a temporary construction. You're allowed to add on. You can't put up for the first time, but you're allowed to add on to a temporary construction, even on Shabbos. Okay. So, the Shabbat dummy, it's totally permissible. Okay. So Hanu Dichri, the Havali Ravuna, Ravuna had some, on a similar note, Ravuna had some Dichri, had some rams. To be Mama Ba'utula, during the daytime, they, need, they, they needed shade, right? They, had, they, they tended to get hot. Ubilalia, during the nighttime, Bo'avira, they needed to be open, right? They got to, they, they, they tended to get, uh, um, they, they wanted to be cooler at night. They wanted to be cooler at night. Um, they needed the open air, right? Because they had to be kept at like a steady temperature, I guess. So also look, I made the Rav. It was very important not to get these rams too hot. Also, I made the Ravs. They went to ask Rav what to do. Amalei says, here's what you should do. Zil kureich budaya v'shayr batefach. You should, um, you should, you should take a, um, uh, you should take the mat, right? In other words, they were in like an enclosure. So, there was a mat that they would roll back and forth during the during the week. On Tuesdays and Wednesdays, they they would put the rams into their enclosure. They would un they would they would they would roll down the mat during the daytime when it was too hot, and during the nighttime when they wanted the breeze, they would roll back the mat. They were concerned maybe that's like making a construction on Shabbos. So he told them, "Here's what you should do: roll back the mat for Shayerbo Tefach. Leave it a Tefach unrolled. Lemachar." The next day, right, Pashta, extend it, right? During the daytime, you need the shade again, so extend it. So what's that? You left the tefach. By leaving a tefach, you left the oil. You never deconstructed the tent because to have the din, a standing din of a tent, all you need is a tefach. So anything you add on that is moisif al-oil aray. It's adding space, adding material to an already set up temporary construction for shopper dummy, and that's permissible. Al-Marab Mishum Rukhiya, so Rav's his name Rukhiya. Similarly, viloin, right? A curtain. Let's say you have like a privacy curtain in your house. You can freely extend it and close it on Shabbos. Kilas chasanim. So what's a kilas chasanim? So that's this. Kilas chasanim is this strange kind of canopy they would erect over the bed of a chasan, over a new groom's bed. Um, so you can put it up and take it down on Shabbos. So now, Amr Sheshesh Bey Dervidi, Sheshesh explains, This is only true if the roof up here, the very tip, is not a tefach wide. If it's a tefach wide, you can't put it up or take it down on Shabbos, because that's already, like we said, the minimum shear. The minimum amount for a tefach, is an oil, for an oil, is a tefach, excuse me, right? So since that's true, you can't be putting up and taking down an oil which has a tefach at the top. And right, this is Gemara and Shabbos as well. And um, uh, what, even if there isn't a tefach at the top, you have to also be careful um, that at no point within the 
first three tfachim from the top do the two sides spread out to more than a tefach? Because um, if they do, because of the principle of love, we would view it as if there were a tefach at the top. And therefore, if that were the case, it would be forbidden. Again, because it would be as if you have a tefach all the way at the top and you're building an oil, you're building a tefach. And even after you have all that, that's only um, on condition that no one, like split, split this triangle in half. Right, you split this triangle in half into, I suppose, two right triangles. Right, so the the not the hypotenuse, but the shorter leg of the of the of each of those triangles cannot exceed more than a tefach. Right, we say that each of the angles, each of the triangles, right, or the uh, the slant of the oil that constitutes an oil in and of itself, and you'd be in trouble. Um, again, because you'd be erecting an actual oil, an actual tent, which is not permissible. Okay. Ve'omer of Shisha Bereder of Edi, of Shisha says in the name of Edi, Saina Sharim, right? A Saina is a big felt hat. You're allowed to wear a big felt hat on Shabbos, even though you're kind of like unfurling your sails, right? You're unfurling like a tent with your big felt hat. We have a rice that says it's actually forbidden to wear a big felt tent on Shabbos because you're building a tent. Laikasha says the Gemara is It depends whether or not the brim of the hat is a tefach wide or not. So much like a big wizard's hat. You know, if it's a tefach wide, it's no good. You can't wear that on Shabbos. Says the Gemara, hold on. Let's say I'm wearing my talus over my head and I flare it out kind of. And I go like this. I pull my hands out to, to over a tefach. You're telling me I just put up a tent? It's my clothing. You can tell me that's forbidden. Right? It's a totally different issue. There's nothing to do with building tents. It has to do with whether or not this hat is likely to fly off your head. Because it has a big wide brim that can catch the wind, it may fly off your head. So if it fits tightly on your head, that's one thing. But if it doesn't fit tightly on your head, it's likely to blow off and you're likely to end up carrying it in Rosh Rabin. Since you're likely to end up carrying Rosh Rabin, you have to make sure it fits tightly. It doesn't fit tightly, you're not allowed to wear it. Okay. So again, I have to reiterate my lack of understanding of how their doors work, but it seems like the doors had a lower hinge and an upper hinge. And the hinge was kind of like a pin. It was like something you could pull in and pull in uh, and pull out and put in. So you can return the bottom hinge in the Mikdash, right? In other words, it's, per, it's, per, it's prohibited as a shvos, as a rabbinic prohibition. Therefore, in the Mikdash, if there's any need, any base on Mikdash need, you are permitted to do it. You can't do it in the rest of Eretz Yisrael because it's Aser Dera Banan. It looks like you're building. And, right, the, the higher, the upper pin, the upper hinge can be repaired in either scenario because that actually is building. Um... That actually is building. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not because the, the reason that the first case is not is, is prohibited in the in, in outside the base of Mikdash is not because it looks like building, but because you may come to do it with a with a hammer or something, right? Which would actually be a malacha. Okay. So the uh, and however the upper pin, which apparently is much more essential for the functioning of the door, that would be binyan. That would be your building, even though it's a kli, even though it's a vessel, and there is an opinion that holds that there's no. Binyan Bekalim, right? There's no Binyan Bekalim. We don't have the Isser of Boina when it comes to vessels. This Mishnah disagrees. 
the upper pin can be replaced in the base HaMikdash, because again, it is mutter, you're allowed to do that, there's no binyan mekelim, there's no construction when it comes to vessels, while uh, the lower pin can be replaced even in the Medina, even the rest of the Eretz Yisrael, he does not believe that you should make a gzera, um, because people may come to use a hammer. Tan Rabbanon says the Gemara, the Rabbanon taught, Tzir Deles, Shida Tevo Migdal, when you have the hinge of a door or a box of any kind in the Mikdash, right, in the Mikdash Machzirin, you're allowed to replace the hinge. In Medina, in the Medina and the rest of the country, you can push deeper, right, one that you see is slipping out, you can push it deeper in, but you can't replace it. Right? Uh, the, the upper hinge, and according to the Tanakama, you should not replace them either in the Mikdash or outside of it, because you may come to hammer it in with a hammer. And if you would if you would hammer it in with a hammer, you'd be chayv chatos. I'm sorry, because it would be uh, it would be binyan if you were to replace it um, tightly, right? So you can't you can't even adjust it if it slips out a little bit, because if you were to replace it entirely, that would be full blown binyan. Michel dus v'shel yitzia. I'm sorry, I jumped ahead. If you have the hinge of a bar, a pit, or a dus is a cistern, or yitzia is like a, as an extension of your house. Like a, I'm not sure why it's like a, I'm not sure what the exact reality is. Maybe it's like a storage area. Um, in all those cases, you're not supposed to put it back. And if you do put it back, that's a malachad right? So that's certainly binyan. It's certainly construction. Okay. So much for that topic. Let's move on to a new one, new Mishnah. Marzirin ritia b'mikdash of Medina. If a bandage falls off, if a bandage falls off, a kain, let's say, has an injury in his hand, right? So we put a, before Shabbos, we put a bandage with a dressing on his hand. Um, and so he had to do his avoida. He had to do, he had to work in the base of Mikdash at some point over Shabbos or Yom So he took off his bandage. Why? Because you're not supposed to wear any kind of chatzisa. You're not supposed to have anything dividing between your hands and the avoid. You're not allowed to wear gloves, right? So he removes his bandage. So now he wants to um, he wants to um, he wants to put it back on, right? Because he needs it for medical reasons. Right? So says the Gemara we allow him to put it back on. Why is that? Because uh, if we don't let him put it back on, he's going to end up not taking off his bandage, and then that'll be even worse, because he's going to ruin the Avaida by wearing gloves, wearing bandages on his hands while he's doing the Avaida. Right? It's, uh, uh, it's permitted specifically under those circumstances. Avalaib Medina, right? Not outside the base of Mikdash. Right? Why? Because, because you're likely to be mimareach, to smooth the ointment, right? The ointment is lumpy, and you'll go, you'll smooth it over, and that's a molacha deraisa. That's mimareach. It's a molacha deraisa. Um, uh, and therefore, right, in uh, mitchila, if the uh, if you're putting on that bandage for the first time on Shabbos, kan v'kan aser, there's no permission either way, right? Because there's no uh, there's no um, uh, what do you call it? He he clearly did not need the bandage going into Shabbos, right? In other words, he was okay without the bandage. Now he's putting it up. Now now he. Now he has taken it off for his own needs. Um, um, he put it on for his own needs. He took it off to do the avoida. He can't put it back on for his own needs. Tanar the Gemara says, 
We learn in a brayser ritia shapirsha melgabi makom. When uh, you have a bandage which comes off, it falls off the wound, you can put it right back on on Shabbos. If it slips up, you push it down. If it slips down, you push it up. Um, and then you can kind of expose part of the, um, you can pull up part of the bandage. Right, you can, you can, you can, um, uh, you can apply the, uh, you can, you can wipe off the the wound by picking up the bandage, picking up the bandage. But you should not. The one thing you shouldn't do is um, cl- scrape off, clean off the bandage itself. That's smoothing the ointment. And if you do that, since the Malach Derais, you'd have to bring a Chathos. So Amr of Yehuda, Amr Shmuel, says of Yehuda, the name of Shmuel, Halacha of Yehuda. The Halacha here is like Rabbi Yehuda. Amr of Chista, Leishanu El Shapir Shal Gabi Kli. This whole thing only applies if it falls onto a pillow or something. It falls onto some item. Alopir Shal Gabi Karka, if it falls to the ground, the Riyakol Aser. Everyone agrees, right? It looks like you're putting on a fresh bandage. You're picking up a scrap from the, of, of, of fabric from the ground and tying it onto the person. It looks like you're putting on a fresh bandage. You're not allowed to apply a fresh bandage. Okay. Amar Marbaravashi, Marbaravashi says, Have a Kimna Kame Abba. I was standing in front of my father, Ravashi. Nafule Abbe Sadya, and his bandage fell off onto a pillow. And he returned it, he put it back on. So Amin Alei, I asked him, Don't you agree with the teaching of Ravchista, which said, There's a Machlaikis when the item, when the bandage falls onto a Kli, onto a pillow. Aval, however, Pirshal Gabi Karkas, if it falls to the ground, then it's forbidden. Okay, so far, so good. Right, he didn't do anything wrong. But you forgot something. We pass him like Rabbi Yehuda. We pass him like Rabbi Yehuda. Since we pass him like Rabbi Yehuda, even in a case, um, even in a case where it falls off, you're not allowed to turn. Right, Rabbi Yehuda says you can move it if it slipped. Right, I'm, I'm sorry, I forgot to make that clear earlier. Right, Rabbi Yehuda says you can move it if it slipped, but you can reapply it if it falls off. Rabbi Yehuda is machmir here. So Shmuel says Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda. So how could you be makel over here? How could you put it back on? Says the Gemara, Leishmili. Right, Ravashi said, I'm really Leishmili. I didn't. I never heard that. So what does that mean? Kalemer, he was politely saying, Leishmili. I don't agree with that ruling. Very well. Okay, similarly, in this next Mishnah, if a string, a guitar string, right, a harp string breaks in the base of Mikdash, so you can tie it. Avalayb Medina, not outside the base of Mikdash. Um, and if you're, uh, if you're, um, if you're putting, if you're stringing the harp for the first time, right, Kamakan Asr, it's forbidden across the board. It says the Gemara, Uriminhu, Nimas Kinar Shinifsika, a harp string which broke, Loihaya Kaishra El Oiva, you don't put it in a knot, you tie a bow. It's the Gemara, like Kasha, or Abon and Harbalezer. Which we learned about even mitzvah, even things you need for a mitzvah, not the mitzvah itself, but things like the musical instruments in the base of Mikdash, which are accoutrements that help us with the mitzvah, even those are as a Shabbos, even for those purposes, we're allowed to violate Shabbos. So therefore, you can do even a malach of tying a knot because it serves a mitzvah purpose. 
But the Racham disagree. The Racham say, no, you're not allowed to do a, a Dairaisa. You can only do something like a, you can only do like a, a, a bow. A bow is permissible, right? A bow is permissible um, because it's not a nut. Says the Gemara, hold on. You're a Belezer, if you're a Belezer, you should be permitted to uh, tie a new knot, uh, tie a new string, even if it didn't break. In other words, even if you're tying it for the first time, because we need a harp for this mitzvah, for this carbon, for today's avoida. So why shouldn't you be allowed to apply even a new string? Our Mishnah says you're not allowed to apply a new string. You're only allowed to fix an old one that broke. Says the Gemara, like Kasha, it's not a Kasha. Harab Yehuda, Baharabonin. This is the Machlegis of Yehuda and the Rabbanon we learned earlier. Rabbi Yehuda holds. That um, the Rabbi Huda holds that um, um, that aniva, that tying things in a bow, is an avmalacha. So there's no difference between aniva and kshira. There's no difference between a bow and a regular knot. According to the Chachamim, there's it's better if you can right if you can get away with tying a bow instead of a knot. It's better because that would not be forbidden midaraisa, and therefore the better choice is to tie a bow and not a regular knot. Okay, we will break off right here.